It's time for Game On Hockey with Travis Dunn and Scott Taylor on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. Near side, Reese Gaber shoots, scores! Talking all things from the blue line to the red line. A breakaway for Kaprizov. He's in. He shoots, he scores! And beyond. Sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now here are your hosts, Travis Dunn and Scott Taylor. It is always a great day to talk hockey, and it is Thursday. It is Thursday, right? It is Thursday this week, and uh, just so that you know this, next week, next Friday, UND's first home game of the season, of the regular season, pardon me, I will be doing the show on Friday from the press box. <laughs> Hopefully it works out right. Uh, and so the, the time will be next Friday at 5.30 p.m. So not Thursday next week, but Friday. But with that, uh, I'm going to open the gate up. This is the Nillis Law Firm Studio. We appreciate them sponsoring us all season long. Uh, this is Game on Hockey with Travis Dunn and Scott Taylor. And Scott, the first question I'm going to ask you today is this. Your daughter's in Orlando, Florida. How is she doing? She's doing great. Um, they got through it fine. It's It's a little flooded there. Disney was a little bit flooded, um, but she and her and her young son and her husband are fine. Her husband actually um, went over to their little, little local pub um, that they go to regularly and they uh, to help the proprietors clean it out so they could open tonight for Thursday night football. So he's been over. <laughs> they have, the they have priorities. Sure there's a cold one for them for the, for tonight's game. Well, that's awesome news, Scott. And uh, you know, we, we, our thoughts are with all those folks down there in Florida. It, you know, it's just, there are no words. There's nothing that can describe the devastation that they've gone through. Uh, I think it puts in perspective how fortunate we are up here. We don't have hurricanes. A blizzard or two, it puts it in perspective. I don't mind a blizzard, I think. I see Gordy shrugging his shoulders, but uh, you know, I take that on any day versus a hurricane once every 10 years. So we hope they have a speedy recovery down there. It's going to be a long one, but uh, I'm not sure how the hurricanes, pardon me, the hurricanes, the, uh, the, the lightning are going to be. Their rink probably has some damage. It's in Tampa, and that took a pretty big hit, didn't it? Well, it certainly didn't take anywhere near the hit that they were expected to take, True. nor did they take anything even remotely close to what happened in Fort Myers. Right. Um, if you've seen the pictures today, that's stunning. There are entire towns that have been wiped out. You can't get to Sanibel Island unless by boat now. The The bridge is out. Right. Um, it's going to be an incredible cleanup. It's not going to cost a billion or a couple of billion it's going to cost tens of billions tens of billions of dollars to rebuild, um southwest florida it's 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 frightening now i heard today on the detroit broadcast that um um uh ron gardenhire's home got hammered really hard um he's safe the family's safe but they got hammered pretty good of course he's down there from his old days with um with the twins right um in that fort myers area near hammond stadium no i don't know how JetBlue park or Hammond Stadium took it. Um, they're far from the the Gulf, so maybe things were a little better there. But um, well, we did uh, the baseball uh, uh, a baseball uh, update with Ron Gardenhire. And let's talk real quickly. You're a big baseball fan, of course. A, a big uh, shout out to our FM Red Hawks, the uh, champions of the American yes, Association yes. baseball. Congratulations, to the Red Hawks. They're tr- tremendous team. Absolutely. Well, last night. Aaron Judge hit a little uh, judge, judgmental, uh, judgy in uh, home run, tying Roger Maris. What are your thoughts? And keep it really brief. This is a hockey show. By the way, you're listening to Game on Hockey on, 7, 4, on 790 KFGO and 104.7 FM. But what's your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, Is that the most legitimate home run, given the circumstances with Barry Bonds and those guys? Um, I don't want to go there. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I, 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 went, I went through... 
the Bonds. I was at the entire Maguire chase. I covered the entire chase right till the end. Um, and at, at that time in the history of baseball, it was not against the rules. True. I mean, people forget this now. And, and, and they talk about, well, they're all in steroids. Yeah, but they didn't have testing. Good point. It wasn't against the rules. And remember, when people found out that McGuire was doing it, it was sitting in his locker for everyone to see. And the Associated Press guy said, what's that? <laughs> yeah, good point. And McGuire very openly told him what it was. And it, like it did... That whole argument is for people other than me, people who are a lot smarter pharmaceutically than I am. Um, in terms of this record, I think it's wonderful. In terms of the Maris family, um, Roger's son has been um, tremendous throughout this. Yeah. He talked about how, how Aaron Judge um, should be the home run king and the rest of it. Now, I don't know if you can see this, but right behind me to my right, your left, uh -huh. is my Mantle and Maris shrine. There it is. Um, and then if you're on YouTube, we're on YouTube Live. You can tune in and see that. Uh, search Game on Hockey with Travis Dunn. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Roger Maris. I was a huge fan when he played for the Yankees. I have some stories that one day we'll get to. Yeah. And, and there's no place I'd rather go than the Roger Maris Museum at the West Acres Mall. In, in, Absolutely. In so I'm a big Roger Maris fan. And I had an but opportunity. But I think what Judge's yeah. done is, 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 is baseball today he might win the batting title with a batting average around 310. Yeah. We don't talk about anybody chasing 400 anymore. We talk about people chasing Roger Maris or Barry Bonds or, or right. Mark McGuire or Sammy Sosa. We, 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 the game is played differently. It's played with launch angles. It's played not to hit 300 anymore. It's to hit 50 homers, drive in 120 runs. That's the way the game's played. Um, it's different than it was. And when people say, how can baseball be different? Boy, it's a lot different than when I grew up. Yeah. A lot different. Absolutely. They played for singles and all that. Well, anyway, we're a hockey show, and we have to move on to that part of the equation that is indeed a hockey show. And, you know, that's a, a quick conversation about, well, the, from Fargo North, there's a lot of Winnipeg Jets fans. Uh, yep. We have a new coaching staff in place. They played Ottawa last night, uh, a team that went fell back into winning on talent and not winning on hard work. Uh, and then they're trying to break them of that habit. Are they going to be successful to do so this year, Scott? They have the personnel to do it. and and But I think the Ottawa Senators are like the Winnipeg Jets in this sense. They have some tremendous talent, but they're thin. If their star players don't stay healthy, guys like Stutzla. Right. Um, Pinto. Yeah. He was a real good third, fourth line guy. He's got some scoring ability. He's going to be a grinder for that team. That's how he's going to make his money in the National Hockey League. But they've got some stars on that team, but they have to stay healthy and they have to stay in the game um, because if, if they lose those players, the Ottawa Senators are going to be the Belleville Senators, and that's not a particularly good team. No. So they've got to keep their stars in place like the Jets do. The Jets can't afford to lose Kyle Connor or Mark Scheifele. Um, you have your arguments with Blake Wheeler, but they can't afford to lose Blake Wheeler. They can't afford to lose Dubois. This is a team that is thin at the NHL level. And there are many teams in the NHL that are that way. So I, I think what Ottawa needs to do is stay healthy. And if they stay healthy and buy into the coaching staff's um, 
plans, which is the same for every team in the National Hockey League. Absolutely. You got to buy into the, the team program. It, it's going to be different in Winnipeg this year. You got to buy into what Rick Bonus wants to do. But if they do that, then Ottawa's going to be a team to, to be reckoned with in, in, in the East this year. And a quick uh, update uh, you know, a lot of Golden Gopher fans around here. By the way, you're listening to Game on Hockey with Scott Taylor and Travis Dunn on the Mighty 790 KFGO. A lot of Blake Wheeler fans around here. University of Minnesota Golden Gopher has a seat taken from his jersey. They're not giving a seat to anybody other than just all assistant captains this year. What's the thought on that process? Um, Rick Bonus was hired to change this team. He wasn't hired to be Mr. Nice Guy. And he's also a coach with absolutely nothing to lose. And people don't understand. They said, we should have hired this guy. We should have hired this guy. Yeah, but that guy's a young coach who every time he goes to the rink, he's rewriting his resume to get himself set for his next job because he's going to have a next job. Yeah. Rick Bonus is not having a next job. The great Rick Bonus story this week from Rick was he and his wife were sitting in the house in Halifax that they just purchased. They had moved back home to Halifax after the three or four years they were in Dallas. They had retired. He had steaks out on the grill and they were having cocktails and looking, looking over the, the, the bay in Halifax and saying, you know, we had a great run. He's 68 years old. We had a wonderful run. It was great. The NHL was super to us. He said, I went to bed, woke up at 10 o'clock the next morning. It's Mark Chipman on the phone saying, you want to coach the Winnipeg Jets? <laughs> so I yelled at my wife, do you want to go to Winnipeg? Sure. We had lots of friends in Winnipeg. There you go. So he's off to a two-year job. It, it's just two years. He'll be 70 when he's done. If he makes it to the end, as he says, I may not make it to the end. But he was brought in to change the team, to change the, the culture, to change the dressing room. And so he talked to every player, talked to every player before it started. And the first thing he did was take the C off of Blake Wheeler, try to get leadership out of more players, get more leadership in the room, and say what you will. But everybody who complained about the Winnipeg Jets, including our media locally, well, there's problems in the room, and there's problems with the captain, there's problems with this guy. Well, it's going to be different this year because there's a new sheriff in town, and he has absolutely nothing to lose. As he says, fire me tomorrow. I have a contract for two years. I get paid. I'm good till I'm sending. We all would love a contract like that. But I was brought in here to win hockey games. Yep. And I am going to do what I think I need to do to win hockey games. And one thing he brought up after the Jets beat Ottawa, and it wasn't a great Ottawa team that came to town. It was a Belleville team that came to town. The Jets won 5-3. And as he said, I'm never going to complain about a win. But he said, we had problems tonight. We had big problems. And the biggest problem we've got with our veterans, and and they've got to lead the kids, is we can't have 55-second shifts and turn over the puck. Because if you have long shifts and turn over the puck, you play slow. Mm -hmm. We need 30-second shifts and don't turn the puck over, and we become a fast team, and we become a team that can win every night. And we've got to get that through to the players. So even in the media, he's not blaming one or two individuals, but he's coming in and saying, we aren't as good as a 5-3 victory said we were. Yeah, and, and that's the kind of thing that everybody in this town needs to hear to be reassured that this team is not living on anything delusional. It's going to be a tough road for this Winnipeg Jets after last year, and they've got a row together. 
Well, you 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 wax it so eloquently and and explained it uh, better than I had, had had understood it and 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 your point is very well taken. By the way, our next segment will be uh, University of Manitoba Bison's head coach Mike Sarant. He'll be joining us uh, talking about the Saturday night game against the University of North Dakota uh, Fighting Hawks. Brad Berry will also be joining us during that segment, and also the very last segment will be with Brad all the way through. We'll talk about well, they canceled media day due to some illness issues, so that uh, you know we don't know if it's COVID or what it is, but the, they're not taking any chances, so they did cancel Media Day. We talk about developing hockey players. We open the gate and we let that man in with that Winnipeg Jets jersey, I think, in the background. That's uh, the, the one, the goaltender instructor for Pilot Mountain Hockey Academy, and that's Gordy Tumbleson. Hey, Gordy, welcome uh, again back uh, after your visit last week. And a really nice Twitter uh, note this week that you put out there about the, um, uh, uh, the, number, the, the folks at your academy and the diverse, diversified backgrounds of these youngsters. Can you explain? Yeah, we, um, we've got a wonderful program in Pilot Mountain, and, and it, it takes in everybody. Diversification, I think, just happened. I don't know that anybody planned it, but we, we went looking for players, and over the eight years, 25% of our players are, are considered Indigenous, and that's a big number when you talk uh, eight years at uh, 60 kids a year. Um, so there, there, there's a big number there. We've got some Inuit kids uh, this year again. So that's a, that's a neat deal. Um, three or four kids from there. We've got a couple of kids from Taiwan. So there's lots of diversification, lots of color in the room. We've got lots of things going on, lots of different cultures, and uh, they're all trying to be better hockey players and better people and better students. And, and so uh, we've never turned anybody away, um, uh, you know, in our organization. If they're good people, good students, good players uh, and whatnot, then uh, they're going to get an opportunity to, uh, to play for Pilot Mound and, and grow and be better when they leave us a uh, grade 12. Harmony Chakus is a player that, um, that used Pilot Mound to, to better her situation in hockey and, and go on and, and, and get a scholarship. Um, you've had a number of young female players from the North get scholarships and and we're not, we're not talking about division one at Harvard, but we're talking about opportunities to play ACHA hockey and division three and, and really change the trajectory of the situation they were in before they showed up at pilot Mount. And I think that says a lot about your program. Well, that's the whole idea is to take somebody who yeah, maybe hasn't had an opportunity. They're coming from some place that doesn't have uh, skill development and, and uh, maybe even great op- education opportunities and give that to them. And if they try, if they work hard, uh, they'll, they'll succeed uh, to, to whatever they need to succeed to. And we have not in the last, I think, three years missed on, on placing a female player in a college. We have every kid that's uh, graduated uh, grade 12 has gone on to college hockey in some way, shape or form uh, by selection by a team. So we're pretty proud of that. And, uh, and so that's worked out great for us. The boys have, cause it's a little bit different for boys. It's junior hockey and, and sometimes they don't get there, but for the, for the kids who are big enough and strong enough and, and hard enough and tough enough and whatnot, and who've learned a lot and tried hard, uh, they get there. We had six kids up at OCN uh, last year, just one, 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 team in, in MJ and six players from our, our organization were playing there and they're spread out all over Western Canada. So we're, we're thrilled with, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And we're, we're, we're primed for that. That's who we are. We're placing players in good places for them to grow. 
And that's exactly right. www.pilotmountainhockeyacademy. Look it up online and you get, uh, you know, instruction. Gordy Tumbleson played at WHA. That's his hockey background. A solid goaltender. He's going to train the, the goaltender in you to be even better to get those opportunities. Talk about competition. Goaltenders, uh, there's only one or two on a team, right? Two or three. Yeah, that competition's uh, pretty pretty stacked indeed. Gordy, thanks very much for joining us today. Give us the update on Pilot Mound. We'll do it again next week with uh, a representative from Pilot Mound. And uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. You're right. Then this Thanks, is See you later. from the Nillis Law Firm Studio. This is indeed a game on hockey. We'll take a break here in a second. But established in the early 1900s, the Nillis Law Firm provides legal services in more than 10 areas of practice, including business and corporate law, estate planning, wills and trusts, probate, commercial litigation, adoption services, as well as real estate. A division of Nillis Law Firm is Northern Title, which provides complete closing and escrow services, along with title insurance policies for all types of real estate transactions in North Dakota as well as Minnesota. Call Nillis Law Firm at 701-237-5544 or look them up on the World Wide Web at nillislaw.com. With that, we'll take a break. We'll come back with Scott Taylor, the head coach of the University of Manitoba Bisons, will be joining us shortly. You're listening to Game on Hockey on the Mighty 790 KFJ and 104.7 FM. Well, if you're tuning in to listen to Drive Time on the Mighty 790 KFJ, well, this is hockey time. Hockey drive time. Let's call it. We should have, we should have called it that, Polly. With Paul Yalansi, he's doing a fabulous job running the board back there, making sure we run on time today and everything's running smoothly, and we do appreciate that. And this segment brought to you by the Ralph Engelstead Arena and the Sioux Shop. Well, this weekend, leading uh, up to the North Dakota and Manitoba series, a game, uh, not a series, it's, it's one game Saturday night, $20 tickets are available. They are raising the Pinrose Cup banner. So make sure to uh, head up to Grand Forks, wherever you may be, get there and, and get there early. Uh, do a little shopping in the Sioux Shop. Get ready with upcoming hockey season in style. Visiting the Sioux Shop, they've got all the latest jerseys, quarter zips, hoodies, and more, plus headquarters for exclusive USA Hockey Hall of Fame game in Vegas apparel. Uh, you have to get those new jerseys. The black ones look pretty spectacular, and Brad Berry uh, will be able to share that information with you as well. Those black jerseys are pretty awesome. I'm sure he has a good collection. Also featuring UND football, basketball, volleyball, soccer t-shirts, and more. The Sioux Shop and the Ralph Engelstead Arena, thank you very much for being a sponsor of this show on a weekly basis. And with that, we open the gate. And the coach of the University of Manitoba, Bisons, and I want to make sure to stress that, it's the Bisons. I'm from Manitoba, so I'm very aware of that. Uh, Mike Sorrent, uh, welcome to uh, the game on hockey. I appreciate you joining us. Oh, thanks, Travis and Scott. It's a pleasure to be here. Good to talk hockey. Michael, you, um, you, you roll into UND on Saturday night, um, your first game. Um, I think it's Brad's first game. It'll be uh, an opportunity to do something I don't think you guys have done for a couple of years because of COVID. Uh, and then and then you roll in and you get to see them raise the Penrose Cup uh, banner. That's uh, They're going to be fired up. You're going to be fired up too? <laughs> now we always pick those dates for the big celebration of the championship and the fans are, uh, you know, it's pretty electric in there. But we're, we're excited to come back down to Grand Forks. It's been a few years, as you mentioned, Scott, since COVID's been, uh, has, you know, not allowed us to, to make that trip. And we're always very uh, grateful to Coach Barry and, and the uh, UND to, to host us uh, each year. It's, a, it's an amazing experience for our players to go down there and get that high level of competition, which forces our players to get out of their comfort zone. And, and you only get better by playing better competition. So in terms of uh, performance and development and growth of our team, it's a very valuable experience. And, and also just the opportunity to play in that spectacular building in front of the, uh, the amazing fans in North Dakota. It's, it's a real special experience for our players. And we're, again, uh, 
grateful for the opportunity to come down and compete against UND. You know, we look, I was looking at the at the roster you have, Mike, and there are some Americans on on the on the roster. Now it was last year's roster, and this year's has not been updated. Uh, there was a player from Bemidji, I believe, in your roster. How exciting are the, how excited would those guys be? Because you also turn out and play in Bemidji on Sunday as well, correct? Uh, that's right. Uh, Chase Hartsey is from Bemidji, and he played in the Western Hockey League with uh, the Winnipeg Ice and Moose Jaw. So he's been with us a couple of years now. A really uh, skilled, uh, intelligent defenseman. And yeah, he's. I'm sure he's going to have a lot of family out to see him play. He's very excited about coming home. Is that a rarity for you um, in a situation where you often get um, Canadian players who finished in the Western League to play for you or finished in the Manitoba Junior League to play for you? to get an American player to play for you, although, in fairness, his journey has been different than a lot of American players. Well, we have had a few Americans in the past, Scott, and, and it is something that we try to actively recruit because the American players who choose not to go the uh, college route, the NCAA route, and go to the Western Hockey League, once they're done, they have their scholarship money, and uh, they're not eligible to play college hockey in, in the United States. So, U Sports in Canada provides a great opportunity for those players who, who want to take advantage of their scholarship from the Western Hockey League and then go on and play pro after their time with us. So, and be Minnesota, of course, being uh, bordering with Manitoba, uh, we would be the closest university to them. So it, it makes sense for those players who are looking at that, uh, combining that, uh, that uh, hockey and academic opportunity. Uh, it's really a, a great opportunity for them to come just north here. Well, here's an opportunity right now, Mike. Uh, you know, Brad's uh, Brad's on on the on the call. I can see him on the Zoom the Zoom part of this equation, which is always fun because we get to see the guys join. Uh, but here's an opportunity to do some recruiting down here. Not there's there's only X amount of seats available, 62, 63 Division One programs, ACHA, and so on. The com- the competition level to get those seats is growing and growing and growing. Tell someone about the University of Manitoba. I'm very aware how good that university is. A lot of friends graduated from there. Top-notch education, great facilities. Here's an opportunity to do a recruiting call right now, <laughs> even with Brad Berry. Brad's not listening, but uh, do a recruiting on this one. Tell someone why they'd want to even even consider heading north to the city of Winnipeg. It's a great city, great place to play hockey. Well, you've done some uh, some excellent promotion for me, Travis. There you go. Thank you for that. But no, it's uh, University of Manitoba was a very highly regarded, respected university academically. Uh, it's a large university. We have almost 30,000 full-time students, uh, a, a beautiful campus with a really nice blend of old uh, buildings with new and modern facilities. Uh, we offer academic programs in, in all areas. Uh, so anything that a, a student athlete would be looking for on the education side, it's certainly available here in Manitoba. We're not that far away, and the tuition fees are very, very affordable. On the hockey side, Canada West Conference is an excellent excellent hockey conference. Uh, we compete against teams all across Western Canada as far as uh, Vancouver, and it's a really high level of caliber of hockey. Uh, so you, it's an opportunity to continue growing and developing as a player with some great competition. We're very proud of the program that we have uh, in terms of uh, – the development emphasis we put on our players and and many of our players have gone on and played professional hockey um a lot have gone to europe some in the american hockey league some in the east coast league so it's uh, as you said it's a it's a fantastic city uh great standard of education uh top-notch hockey in canada west uh will really challenge you and and uh help you develop and grow and reach your goals both on the academic and the hockey side 
and the exchange rate works pretty well when you go to school in Canada. I did the other way around, right? And uh, it, it hurt quite a bit going back down uh, stateside when the money wasn't very strong. So very strong money in that regard as well. Hey, we'll open the gate up. Here's Brad Berry. Brad Berry, uh, Coach Berry, thanks for joining us. Uh, he was on last night with Hennessy on Hockey. By the way, that's Wednesday nights, Hennessy on Hockey. Make sure to tune in for Tim, uh, 5.30 on Wednesday evenings. He has always got a great list of guests that uh, join him on a weekly basis. And Brad joined last night. Uh, pretty popular guy this time of the year. No media day yesterday, Brad. But uh, talk about this University of Manitoba opportunity, a chance to get your guys on the ice, hopefully all healthy. I'll ask that question first. How are they doing? Yeah, first of all, I, we just had a little bit of a flu bug run through our guys here a little bit. You know, we got to practice on Monday and we had a, we had a number of our guys out weren't feeling really great. And, um, but that's it. It was just kind of the flu virus going around. We got the majority of them back right now and we still got another day, day and a half here before the game. And, and uh, yeah, so it, it's a situation where hopefully – it went through us now, and uh, and we'll hopefully won't affect us later on down the road here. So, and then, you know, this University of Manitoba team comes down; it gives you the opportunity to get guys on the ice and and talk about that program. You know, you, you, Brad, there's only X amount of seats for players to get into the college game, and it's becoming more challenging all the time. We down here, and we say down here, I'm in Fargo, and 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 you guys are you know northern part of the state. You know, there's a lot of other opportunities that maybe thinking outside the box. University of Manitoba is not one of those boxes they were thinking outside of. Yeah, you know what? Like I said, uh, you know, going back to the first part of your question there that I didn't answer earlier, uh, you know, we're we're very honored and grateful to have Mike Sarant and the University of Manitoba Bisons to come down and play us again. I know it was uh, it was kind of a little bit of adversity going through COVID the last couple of years and getting through the border and different things, but now they're back and and they're back in our building again, and we really enjoy that. And and you know what? Like you know, it, it's really a wake up call for our guys. I mean, we've got players from anywhere from seventeen to. 22, 23 years old. And, you know, you know, Mike's got a pretty veteran laden team each and every year, but some new players that come in there, but you know, you're playing against grown men. You're playing against guys that have played a high caliber of hockey in the Western league. And now we're playing high caliber of hockey and, and CIAU hockey up in, up in Canada. And, and, uh, and then especially when you're just starting out, it's, it's like going from zero to 90 miles an hour right away. And uh, so obviously it's, it's a very competitive competitive game, and it's uh, it's a situation where I think both teams get a lot out of it early in the year trying to sharpen their team. Mike, you, you're, you'll be bringing a team into uh, Grand Forks that a lot of people won't know, um, won't know the Canadian players that are on the team, won't have a, a good look into their backgrounds. But these are Western League and Manitoba Junior League graduates, plus you're bringing an ex-pro down. I mean, Brett Davis was a nice player, who had a good shot to make Dallas um, yeah. introduce your players to, to Brad's fans here at UND. Yeah. Well, thanks Scott. Um, you know, as you said, we've got uh, players who come from, as coach Perry has said too, they, we have players that we recruit from very high level from the Western hockey league. Uh, our players will come to us at 21 years of age. That's where we're, our hockey fits into the Canadian hockey model. It's an after junior league. So we're not competing against players for the West with the Western hockey league. We have a partnership with them where they would come to us after their time in the Western hockey league. So, you know, that's a very high caliber of hockey as coach Barry has said. So you get some players with some good players with some, you know, really good experience at that level. Um, and players that we get from the junior A leagues, like Manitoba junior league, Saskatchewan junior league, they've got to be, you know, amongst the very elite of that uh, league to be able to play at our level here. Uh, and you mentioned Brett Davis. Yes, he's uh, he was an outstanding player in the Western High League, highly skilled player, a real game breaker ability. 
he played with the Manitoba Moose and um, decided to come back and use his so use his Western Hockey scholarship money. So he's been a, a great addition to our program. And and we've had other players do that in the past where they they've started in the in the pro route and then have come back to us. So yeah, you know we we've got a good hockey team with a lot of guys with some good experience. But we know we're always in tough competition against North Dakota. There you know, currently one of the very best teams, if not the best teams in the uh, NCAA Division One. So we know we always have our hands full coming down and, and playing against them. But again, I go back to it's a great experience for us in terms of our development and our growth and uh, a real valuable learning lesson for our players to get the experience at that level, playing in that building with those fans. So uh, we're, we're excited. We're looking forward to coming down Saturday night. Well, Mike, I hope you've opened a few eyes uh, with your eloquent, the uh, way you've explained so eloquently University of Manitoba opportunity. Maybe someone will look at universitymanitoba.com, take a look at their education, take a look at an opportunity to head north to play hockey in Winnipeg for a really, really good hockey program and a very good competitive hockey league. We appreciate you jumping on board. We'll get a chance to meet you in person on Saturday evening. Scott and I will both be in the big city of Grand Forks. I get to call, call my first UND color and analyst gig for, uh, what, since 1996? It's been a long time since I've done that, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun doing that. And Mike will have a great opportunity to catch up before the game. We appreciate you joining us. Great. Thanks very much, guys. And Coach Barry, look forward to yeah. seeing you again. Safe travels. We'll see you in a few days. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah. uh, that's Mike, uh, Mike, uh, the head coach of University of Manitoba Bisons. Uh, well, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We got Brad Barry for the rest of the show. We got to grill them. We're going to make them. We're going to make them exhausted after the questions we ask him. And uh, as we have another what, 25 minutes to fill with Brad, and we'll ask some great questions. We'll have a lot of fun with Brad. There'll be some hockey questions, some lake questions, some golf questions in there as well, because we we cover all the subjects. But this is Game on Hockey. You're listening to Game on Hockey with Scott Taylor, Travis Dunn, and the mighty 790 KFGO and 104.7. From the Nillis Law Firm studio, the mighty 790 KFGO and 104.7 FM. Thank you for joining Game on Hockey with Travis Dunn and Scott Taylor each and every Thursday. And, of course, this Thursday, next Thursday will be a Friday. It'll be done from the press box at the Ralph Engelstead Arena as we get ready for the first home series of the year against Holy uh, Holy Cross. Right, and Holy Cross. Got to get that straight. I'll be doing my first game here this Saturday, and excited to do so uh, in the color as a color analyst with uh, Tim Hennessy. So please make sure to join us on the Mighty Seven Ninety KFJO as we are part of that network. Uh, uh, so make sure also to follow us on Twitter at Travis G Dunn One and S Taylor Sports. Uh, we'll give you updates all hockey season long who our guests are going to be. And this segment is brought to you by Jarrell's Hockey World in business for over fifty years. And you say fifty years? I bought a helmet there in nineteen seventy six that. I wore when I played at UND. Uh, it's 2021 U.S. Bauer Retailer of the Year right here in our backyard. You have access to experts who will outfit you and what you need to succeed on the ice because hockey is what they do. Bauer Game Fit Dealer allows them to scan your head, feet, shooting style to ensure best performance as a, best performance. As a former player, I sure could have used that custom fit opportunity. Wherever you're hearing this message, Jarrell's has a good stock of CCM, warrior sticks, bags and equipment, true skates and sticks, and introducing new for the season, true goal equipment and sticks as well. Windwell, off-site, uh, as well as Windwell, pardon me, off-site, off-ice training items and a great selection of Von Goalie gear. And if you're, in a re- you're a referee or a figure skater, they have a complete line for you as well. Jarrell's Hockey World has it all and the service department will ensure 
your gear is tuned for up, tuned up for you to, and ready to go. A 50-year reputation of dependability, Jarrell's is, has it all. Jarrell's Hockey World, 1004 South Washington Street, Grand Forks. Call 701-775-0553 at Jarrell's Hockey to follow them on Twitter. We thank you to Jarrell's for being a sponsor uh, all hockey season long for Game On. And with that, we bring Brad Berry back in. Scott, you got questions. Fire away. Uh, how good is Reese Gaber? <laughs> yeah, he's an elite player. Question anybody in Manitoba would ask. Yeah, very. He's an elite player. Um, there's a number of things that he brings to the table. Obviously, elite skill level, uh, skating ability. He's really dynamic on his edges. Uh, not a big body, but plays much bigger than he is. And uh, you know, when he goes into a corner on a forecheck, uh, I'd say nine times out of ten, he'll come out of the corner with the puck and kind of the last guy that was an undersized guy that we had uh, in our lineup that would do that was uh, Troy Stetcher kind of reminds me a little bit, even though Troy's a defenseman, but a guy that has a relentless will every shift. And he just pushes a bar up in our group every day, just because he's a, he's not a professional, but he, he acts like a consummate professional out there each and every day. Is he one of those guys that is as good in practice as he is in a game? Absolutely. Absolutely. And which transfers over to the game and, like he, uh, you know, he's a guy that was patient with his process. You know, he played and signed back in the Manitoba junior league and, and then he went into uh, Dubuque and played a couple of years there. And, you know, it's tough now when you have elite players, it's, they don't normally play three years of junior hockey. He did. He felt that was the, the path he need, needed to take. And that extra year he played, he was lights out. Like he was one of the best, if not best players in the USHL that year, which transferred over for him coming in having a great freshman year for us. And, and uh, sometimes being patient is, is a good thing and, and trying to get to the next level instead of just chasing it all the time. But he's such a, such an unbelievable person. Like he's such a humble, humble person in his day-to-day approach with the, the skill level that he has. He doesn't really show uh, that he's, uh, he's arrogant. He's very humble. You know, you talk about that word patience, Brad. Uh, and that, and that goes back to when you played, when I played, you know, the, the, the process that you talk about, the development process, how often do you see the patience part costs players a better career? Well, yeah, again, I, I've been doing this a long time and, you know, obviously was fortunate enough to play pro hockey for a few years and then come back to college, but whatever level that is, it, it, it's tough. If you ever, if you rush the development side, uh, it's not good. And, and it's not good in the fact that, you know, you might get there, but you know, I might not stay there. You you might regress a little bit. And, you know, I go, I go back to college hockey right now and, and, and there's so much turnover in hockey, whether it's, you know, players making different choices after their commitments, uh, uh, tra- the transfer portal once they do get into college. Like, you know, it's a situation right now. There's so many transactions from year to year. And a large part has to do with, you know, being impatient and, and going in too early. And, uh, and we always gauge it, you know, as far as whatever level you're at, you have to be a, a really good player or dominate that level you're at before you know you can have success. And, and sometimes, you know, they put it the other way. They just want to get to that next level. They want to, they want to kind of chase it. And that's not usually productive. You brought up the transfer portal. Has that changed your recruiting? Well, you know what? It, it, it's changed it in the fact that, you know, there's going to be probably players out there that, uh, you know, there's two parts to that. The COVID uh, the outbreak that granted everybody another year of eligibility, that kind of circle or that kind of, uh, 
uh, timeline will end in another year or so uh, with that eligibility of having the extra year. But the transfer portal is here to stay where, you know, you can transfer without sitting out before you'd have to sit out a full season and practice. And, and that would kind of deter a lot of players from, from transferring, sitting out and not playing games. Well, now you could freely move about and, and, and that does change it a little bit. I firmly believe though, you have to, uh, you have to grow just like good NHL teams. You have to grow through your draft. You have to grow through your prospects because that's how you build your culture. That's how you have the sustainability and the perpetuity of, of growing what you, your identity is and what your culture is. And, you know, when you bring players from the transfer portal, they're good players, but they're only there for one, maybe two years. And they're just learning what your identity and culture is all about. And after eight months, they're gone. So they, they provide a, you know, like last year, we had 14 guys that left to play pro hockey or graduate to school. That's half your team. We couldn't bring in 14 freshmen, so we brought in nine freshmen and five transfers. Nine freshmen is a big class, and we brought in five transfers. Those transfers helped us. So this year, we have four freshmen and three transfers, and hopefully we, we can have more freshmen and less transfers as we go. Um, I watched Shane Pinto play the other night. Um, as good a player as the Ottawa Senators have. How proud are you of the guys who played in your program, especially the guys you recruited yourself and have gone on to play professional hockey and seem to be doing as well as they are? There must be a certain level of pride in that, and that must help you recruit. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it does. And you know what? I think, first of all, you know, it's a great question, Scott. Very proud to start off with. But, you know, a lot has to do with the, the person themselves. If they invest in themselves on a daily basis, if they're an every, you call them an every day, or if you maximize each and every day, Shane Pinter was an every day, or, you know, he came to the rink every day to not only work out hard in the weight room, go through hard practices, but he would come back later in the afternoon. And it was amazing. He had a routine where he would go out and do power skating on his own to do this edge work protocol that he has. He has amazing edges for a big guy. And, and, and one of the biggest things was everybody said he wasn't the quickest guy, but he really improved his first two or three steps uh, to where it's it's NHL like right now. And it's funny, you know, the other day they played in Winnipeg and a good friend of my Scott Arneal's coach in there. And I texted him after the game. I said, how was that Pinto kid? And he goes, not bad for being from UND. He said he had to bust me a little bit. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no. It sounds he, like Scotty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he can't, you can't get any compliments from him at all. You know? So anyways, uh, yeah, we're proud of him and as well as a lot of other guys that come to our program and invest in themselves every single day. You know, I was on the Hasbins last night. You're pretty familiar with the Hasbins, right? The podcast with uh, Gage Osmus and Trevor Olson, and we had that same conversation about guys like uh, you know the, the late bloomers and, and Gage Osmus, who said, you know, when I started skating and carrying the puck, I, I got lightheaded after about three or four strides. I knew I had to move the puck, realizing our limitations, and we and we all have to realize that to be part of the team. Uh, but you know, have you have you had the opportunity to be on with those two those two Hasbins? No, I haven't. I know there's a uh, invitation out there somewhere, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm probably going to wait for a while. I know they've probably got a long list of uh, more more interesting people than me to be on their show. So I'll, I'll wait in the weeds here. Yeah, well, I'll make sure to pitch it. I was the 40th episode of the Hasbins. Go on, uh, you know, search them however you can search them, but it's uh, they're entertaining and and Ozzy obviously entertaining. Well, this this weekend, University of Manitoba. Next weekend, Holy Cross. The weekend after. Quinnipiac comes to town. That's an interesting, you know, we can talk about a specific circumstance of a very interesting circumstance of a former player 
who played at UND was an All-American, whose son was a former player at UND, was an All-American, and the and the youngest son comes along very late in life, and he's playing for Quinnipiac, and that's Marcus Chorney. Um, he, Chorney will be in the audience wearing his Quinnipiac jersey. I mean, talk about the family history of, 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 of that when you got a guy playing you know, at the level they played at, and now the youngest son's playing at Quinnipiac. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Taylor being the youngest, um, you know, he went through Shattuck and he was kind of a late bloomer, very good player. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he uh, he chose to go out east and uh, we played against him last year. He played very well. And uh, he and I believe he's graduated out of the program. I think he's uh, I think you graduated and he's uh, Are you sure? pursuing other opportunities right now. But anyways, okay. uh, Mark, Mark was out there and, uh, you know, we saw him last year and he'll be here for the Quinnipiac series. I think he. He's even going to bring a whole bunch of family members here and uh, to watch the game. But anyways, uh, yeah, it was very interesting to see, you know, two, you know, Mark played here and Taylor played here and Marcus played out in Quinnipiac and Quinnipiac's going to have a really good team this year. Yes, they, 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 ended, they ended up keeping a lot of fifth year players due to the COVID year and they brought in a lot of transfers. So they're going to have a very experienced team again. And, you know, we went out there and, you know, we had a young team while well, we had 14 new guys and we went out there. That was one of our first non-conference series. And, and it was the, it was a tough weekend. Our guys really learned from it. And, you know, we dropped the first game, but we came back to win the next game uh, to get the split out there. And that was very impactful of us having a successful season out there, getting right after it. It's not an NCAA game on Saturday night, but for you as a coach, it's going to be an important game. Um, how important it is for your team to get this game under your belt against um, a team that's pretty experienced? I mean, there's some guys on this team that have played a lot of hockey um, and, and, Although it's unlikely they will beat you, I'm sure as a coach, you're going to see players on your team and see how they react to guys that have some um, different skills than you might see in, in Division One. Yeah, well, these guys are grown men, and they're, first of all, they're physically mature. You know, they've been around the mm -hmm. block a few times here. They, they're, they're excellent players. We just talked about it with Mike. You know, these guys, you know, you talk one guy that's play, already played American Hockey League games that's close to making the NHL. You have a number of these guys that are kind of on the cusp of trying to do that in their careers. But at the end of the day, you know, these guys have probably played a couple of games early on here uh, before us. Uh, you know, that's no excuse. You know, we're going to go out there. We, we practice for five weeks, albeit not, not game-like. But we have practice against each other here. And, and uh, we feel that, you know, we want to bring our A game. But there might be a little bit of rust. But hopefully, after a period of two, we'll be uh, we'll be moving the puck really well. And um, you, yeah. One thing, I, one yeah. thing I wanted to say about that is, Scott, you mentioned about you know that first game. What do you want to see out of it? Well, we have four freshmen, and we feel they're outstanding, young, skilled forwards that we have in our group. That's going to add to our skill level. They've never played in front of twelve thousand fans before. Yeah. And even though this is an exhibition game, we're raising a banner. We're going to have twelve thousand fans for an exhibition game, which is an amazing uh, feat. Uh, that's the experience we want our young guys to have. The transfers, they're going to come in and see, man, you know what? We played out East and Union, and we played in UMass, and I, we played in Michigan State with our transfers. They haven't played in North Dakota. So to give them the experience, that's a big deal. I tell you what, then the one guy out there that's going to be, you know, it, it, you have to talk about Ben Strinden, you know, the, the, the relationship with the Ralph and Gino Gasparini and getting the his grandfather being uh, instrumental in getting the Ralph Ingalls Arena built. I can't imagine the adrenaline in that young man's body when he steps out on the ice for the first time. Well, you, you mentioned it. And, you know, we've tracked Ben a long, long time back yeah. when he played for Fargo South High School back at North Star Christian Academy. And then he went to Muskegon. And, you know, we knew the roots, right? But yep. you have to earn your way to North Dakota. Darn right because you your, 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 your grandfather, your father played here. You have to earn your way here. And he rightfully did that. And, yep. man, we're excited about Ben Strinden. Not only he's an outstanding young person, hard worker, 
He's going to surprise some people. Great two-way player, hard, hard nose. He's going to have a great career here in North Dakota. And a name I know that Scott knows very well, Stefan Patton, is someone I think I would compare to where Ben could potentially get. A great leader, uh, just someone you'd follow through a, through a cement wall. Yeah, for sure. You know, Steph was uh, he was a captain of our team here. He uh, he came in not heralded at all. Uh, he had to work his way in into the lineup. He he was a mainstay after that, and and to the point where he was a, a captain on a on a championship team when he was here. And uh, and 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 to this day, you have to build your teams around the Steph Pattons and the Ben Sprinters of the yep. world. And you know, we have Mark Sennon right now. We feel like you know Mark Sennon, Gavin Hain. Some of these guys in our group here have that DNA in them, and we always try to recruit a, a freshman class with with uh, not only skill, but guys that have outstanding character and leadership qualities. Yep, absolutely. And speaking of leadership <laughs> qualities, a dog wants to go outside, to go lead that dog outside. Hey, we'll see you yeah. Saturday night at the big rink. We'll get, and Scott's going to be there. We'll have a good chance to catch up before the game. Absolutely. It'll be great to see both of you guys. And give my best to Suzanne. Should I see her getting the dog? Oh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Berry, the head coach of the University of North Dakota men's hockey team. Thanks for joining us, Brad. Scott, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. We'll have four minutes to wrap up uh, from the uh, fantastically uh, great Nillis Law Firm Studios. We're so thankful to be able to do this each and every week. You're listening to Game on Hockey on 790 KFGO and 104.7 FM. Uh, from the Nillis Law Firm Studio. Hey, you know what? It's still golf season out there, right? You got to go buy some new golf. You have to get new golf gear this year. Right now is the time to do it. Get that uh, set for next year because your swing is in the groove right now that they can fit you the best they possibly can. The Golf Center in Grand Forks, North Dakota will do just that. In business for over 35 years, they will take your existing clubs in trade. You can get PXG, Ping, Titleist, whatever golf club you want, and they'll get them custom fit for you and ready for next season because right now your swing's in the best space it can possibly be. Also, right now, their ping driver sets are all on sale. The new stuff's coming in. The 2023 stuff's coming in. So the 222s, they're discounted big time. So get into the golf center. Get uh, get in contact with Brian, the guy with the fancy shoes, 3001 South Columbia Road in Grand Forks, or call 701-775-0011. When you're up there for the hockey game, go up early, get the golf club fitting, and then get to the rink. Scott, in the last two minutes, what a great show. It was a great show. Great guests. Lots to talk about. I'm excited to be in Grand Forks on Saturday night. I can't wait um, to see you at the rink and um, and listen to you do the color commentary. Find out if you're any good. Well, <laughs> um, if you had a little tongue twister with that Jarrells, if you'd like me to read it next week. <laughs> yeah, I'll give that one to you. Also, by the way, Dolphins at Cincinnati after this. So right. a little bit of NFL football as well. But you're right. We'll get a chance. You want to, you want to meet Scott Taylor? Come to the Ralph. We'll introduce you to Scott Taylor. I've got a, I get a lot of comments. People love what you bring to the show. And I appreciate you joining me each and every week to do this because this is a blast. And uh, things ran smoothly. We're on YouTube live beautifully. So if you want to see our smiling face, as you go on there, but it also will be there after. So if you want to catch that as you're driving down the highway, please feel free to do so. Uh, on Saturday morning, my guests on Around the Rink at 9 a.m. on 740 Fan, our sister station, Dave Starman will be joining me. We're going to talk about the coaching carousel and the young coaches in, in college that may be making the next step up to that next level. Anthony LaPanta, the play-by-play voice of... That Minnesota Wild will be joining me. And Jody Hodgson will give us an update on all of the activities scheduled for Viva Las Vegas time when the University of North Dakota takes on Arizona State University uh, just, uh, well, no, less about just about a month from now. So uh, with one less than one minute, Scott, uh, let's wrap it up and uh, let's get up to the Ralph and have some fun. 
Yeah, I'm excited about coming. Um, here in Winnipeg on Saturday, it's the unveiling of the Dale Howard Truck statue yep. at Trudeau Square in downtown Winnipeg. Um, uh, our guy from uh, Game On Magazine, Carter Brooks, will be there for that while I watch the Bisons uh, and the uh, Fighting Hawks. Um, in a game I'm excited to see, A, to see Reese Gaber play live, yep. Yep. and B, to see a very, very veteran team take on a very good NCAA Division I team. It's going to be an interesting hockey game. Two teams that play completely different styles, yep. completely different um, um, types of offensive attack. And it's going to be fun to watch how um, speed plays against toughness. It'll be great. It'll be great there sitting there watching. I'll have a fun time with with, uh, with my good friend Tim Hennessy. Make sure to listen, but game on and, and, and all the rest. We'll be back next Friday from the Ralph Engel Arena. Good night from the Nils Law Firm Studio.